0: You're listening to The Scrimmage with Daniel Hargrove and Justin Domashevitz.
1: did not like your version of Stomp there (laughs) going with our our intro music. Well, I was
2: drumming on the table, and he literally put his face under my hand.
1: Yeah, he was (laughs) like, uh, those hands are supposed to be petting me, sir. That's true. I had forgotten for a second that you had hands, but now that I realize you have hands, they must be petting me accurate the amount of times that I watched the videos stuff from our show and you're just like your hands are just moving oddly under the table in different <laughs> shots like what is he do oh wait he's petting he's petting a dog should yeah. I be clarifying on a regular basis
2: that I am petting a dog nah it's okay. fine.
1: I think people know at this point especially when your hand comes out and there's just hair everywhere like right now yeah
2: yeah <laughs> My shirt, also. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, this is the scrimmage. I'm <laughs> Justin
1: Domashevitz. Daniel
2: Hargrove here with me. My sworn enemy today, because we're playing against each other in two separate fantasy football leagues.
1: Sworn enemy.
2: Our trusty producer, Andrew Gross, here as well, making us sound as good as possible, which is a very tough task. So, please, people,
1: pray for him. <laughs> uh, we we have a problem, because Andrew's got the Seahawks game up over there, Yeah. Oh, and so yeah. he can be distracted, and also... I can see it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna be you. Oh no, he's moving the screen,
0: Andrew. No, oh, Andrew. There we go. There we go, Andrew.
2: <laughs> he must have a lot of faith in me not being distracted because I can
1: still see
0: it. Well, I know you're Andrew.
2: A
1: fan. Jimothy Gross. Fan. you Guys <laughs> didn't know that his middle name was Jimothy, did you?
2: No, I didn't. I
1: thought that's it was Quincy. G- that's a little Jimothy known with an E. <laughs> a little known fact. Jimothy. <laughs>
2: A <laughs> known fact about Andrew Gross. Yeah, exactly. Jimothy is a family name. <laughs> Passed down from Grosses from generation to generation.
1: Yeah. Good old Grandpa Laura, Larry Jimothy Gross. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. Scrimmage
2: is brought to you by Spivey Realty Group and the law office of Jeffrey A. Damashevitz. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. We have I'm a state-placing soccer team in our local area. Heck yeah. We also have a goals update, and we have... Oh, I got some uh, highlights sent to me from the goals, too. Oregon State-Washington uh, football to talk
0: about,
2: <laughs> as well as a Seattle Mariners trade. So let's get it going with the two-minute drill. Let's go, let's
1: go, let's go, hurry Gotta
0: hurry, got hurry. The two-minute drill starts now.
1: Denver Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton posted a Russell Wilson apology form on Instagram last week and wrote, "Some people really do owe him an apology. He's been great this season." Justin, does the sports community owe Russ? And I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, they do. Because (laughs) last season, he just became everyone's punching bag yeah. because he had a bad year Seriously. and honestly it's. Ju- I feel like there was a lot of people forgetting what this guy has done consistently year in and year out proving what he's capable of and the assumption was he's just going to be a bottom of the barrel quarterback for the rest of his career and I never quite bought that and he's come back and he's been much better this year touchdown to interception ratio is really good they reduced what they're asking of him actually what they're doing with him is a lot like what Pete Carroll did with him for the Seahawks during most of their success so I think yeah people do kind of owe Russell Wilson apology for making him the punchline of every joke the Seattle Mariners traded for utility infielder Luis Arias on Friday Urias played for Milwaukee and Boston last season, batting 194, but did have two solid seasons with the Brewers
1: prior to that. Daniel, how much will Urias help the NERS? Urias? Urias? Well, you're saying the NERS, so I'm just assuming you're pronouncing his name wrong what on purpose, too. I'm it? assuming it's Urias? Urias? Not Urius. Urius. I think Urius sounds a little too Russian. That you you remind me of the people who pronounce it Uranus instead of Uranus. Yeah <laughs> Uranus. The planet Uranus. Um I I don't know what to make of this trade. I don't think he's gonna help much at all. Uh I think they were like, hey, Julio Urius is good, and Luis Arise is good, and they got Luis Urius. And it's just not great. But It's the first move. People are freaking out already. No need to panic yet until Shohai signs with somebody else. Then we panic and start setting things on fire. This is a perfect time to panic. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh said this week that the Wolverines are America's team. (laughs) What, because they bribed everybody by cheating or something? Sorry, because they will have to beat the adversity. Justin. Should America be rooting for the what was it? Were the colors the maize and gold, or the blue and maize? Something stupid. Something dumb. <laughs> as much as I love a plucky underdog story. They are not.
2: That is not Michigan. Michigan is a team now who has a coach who's been suspended twice yep. this season. Well, for cheating. Ruh-roh. So yeah, make them America's team just like America rooted for the dirty rotten Houston Astros after they got caught cheating. Yeah, everybody loved them, right? They weren't getting booed at every single stadium that they went to. Yeah, they're America's team. Yep. Daniel. Your Oregon State Beavers fell to the undefeated Washington Huskies 22-20 to on Saturday, despite holding Heisman hopeful Michael <sighs> Penix Jr. Uh, to season lows in completions, completion percentage, and passing yards. Actually, uh, lows for his entire career as a Husky. Yeah. Do you believe the Huskies are the better team?
1: <sighs>
2: uh, it's look of pain I, in your eyes
1: right now. I don't <laughs> I was hoping you would save me with that well sooner sir um, I mean they beat us on our field which we have been dominant at so it's hard for me to say that they're not the better team if it was neutral field. Do I think that the Huskies deserve to win that game? no but can I I mean the officials the officials the officials the officials <laughs> didn't help I I need you know lineman things more than I do now that your son has played line okay there was one play where they were like oh yep this was obvious call because it affected the play and it was this holding call on this like 20 yard run but I didn't see any holding on it yeah like can you hold somebody without grabbing them? No. Like, that would be pretty You're hard to do, to do, like, like, you just kind of pushed your arms, and then, like, this arm, I think the closest thing that I could see to holding is, like, you were pushing, and this arm slipped off of what you are pushing, and so the guy that you were blocking, like, you both ended up going down, mm. but the guy, like, couldn't get through this arm as it was straight. So, like, if I was blocking you and this arm slipped, and we both went, Oh, no! I
2: think as a it general was... rule, linemen are just taught to keep their hands inside. So there's actually a ton of holding that happens where they're just inside the armpits holding on to the jersey or the shoulder right. pads, and that's actually what they're sort of trained to do. But the moment that the hands start to slip outside, if a, if a official sees a hand on the outside of someone and that person going down... They a lot
1: of times throw that flag, even though it probably shouldn't be a hold. The weird thing was is he wasn't like the hand didn't go outside like this. Mm-hmm. His arm literally was like outstretched like this. And the guy's body was like pushing yeah, against it. Like he why was. why the
0: guy could like, get guy's, past it was the guy was off his feet. Like, yeah, he was, was already falling, falling down.
1: Yeah, he was falling backwards. So like he got blown off the ball on yeah. a double team because the center came and hit him like that and then they both kind of got off balance and fell down and it's not like it's not like he grabbed him and pushed Mm -hmm. him down it's like this arm was just completely straight out by itself it was super weird looking but the announcers were like oh yep there it is there's the hole definitely affected that hole and i'm like well, based to on me, it looks like he just blew them up and then they fell down. Weird.
2: Based on your description, I would say that should be a clear and obvious, not a hold. <laughs> okay, but also I just watched. Andrew was Andrew thought it was the, weird too. That's why well, I brought it up. I think what I've been learning a lot this season, especially in watching college football, is that commentators have no idea what they're Gosh, talking about. Seriously, I just watched a, a most of a North Carolina football game against Clemson on Saturday with RG three as the. Uh, color commentator yeah, and while he is likable and charismatic and very good on the uh, Broadcast right he comes across as very unknowledgeable in so many scenarios right. and and it like it, it, I think there's just too Many college games for them to find people
1: who actually know what they're talking about right. on all of them. I guess part of the problem is I Assume that they think it's unprofessional to talk bad about officials because they go so overboard the other direction.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think having done high school games, generally people aren't upset with you for calling out when officials are stupid.
0: They're not worried about people. They're worried about the officials.
1: <sighs> are they really? Yeah. Well, they're worried they about don't the...
0: The get, they don't want to get the, the league mad at them.
2: They're worried about the credibility of the game anyway. being demeaned. Yeah, because like the credibility pe- of the
0: game is on thin ice. If
2: people think that game that the more people think that the games are so directly affected the by the officials, notice, the more people are going to think there's no credibility in who wins and loses. The
0: more people <sighs> notice that the games are decided by officials, the less credibility the games have.
1: It's so frustrating, though, because you watch them try and explain away these obviously terrible calls, and they're like, yep, this was a good call, and you're like, whoa, universe! And it just takes complete credibility away from their broadcast, Yeah, is what it does. Anyway, that's not why the Beavers lost, but it yeah. could be linked to why the Beavers lost, because instead of getting that first down, they get backed up on that hold. They then pass incomplete, and then they snapped the ball over their punter's head for a safety. Oh, by the way, they lost by two points. Yeah. So, oh, did boy. it cost them the game? No. But did it cost them the game? Yes, because they lost by two points. There's also So, you a know way- what I'm saying? Like, yes, the game, the whole game changes yeah. if that doesn't happen. So, I'm not saying everything would have played out the same. But when you lose by two and that sequence happened, and that's why I was like, when you said, are they the better team? I really have to go with if it was a neutral field – and the weather was perfect, or the weather was even normal because it was just a deluge, I think UW probably beats the Beavers. Do I think they How should have won? Seven, seven? Six? That's what I was thinking. Seven? I was like, thinking seven. Oregon State's good. I'm not going to say was, that UW would just really roll. Well matched, yeah, it me. looked. It was a good game. But that that's just the...
2: I think there's also a way to there's a way to briefly and tactfully disagree with the officials on a on a television
0: yeah.
1: crew. Like there's a way to do it that's not there's a being way to, over the top. There's a way to do it without doing what I did on the broadcast
2: and going, <laughs> "What is
0: going
1: on?"
2: And then followed it up by doing a dance on our podcast. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: it was bizarre. Do you guys yeah. want or are you guys ready to move past Oh, this? Francis
1: is is chatting with us. Uh, I've
0: I've got what, a website that claims to tell us how to pronounce uh Urias? Urias. Urias? Urius. What did I say? Urius. Urius? I'm not sure. I haven't played it yet. I think I said
1: Urius. Is that you, what I said? You said you Yeah, you said Urius. Okay.
0: Here's what the website says. Urias.
1: Oh, it's definitely on you. I thought, it was, I thought it was an ooh, not a U sound. A, um, seeing that that's a computer, I obviously <laughs> think that that is just wrong and dumb. Probably. Like if you find a YouTube video of somebody saying his name, I would be much more likely to believe no, don't, it. Don't worry about then that. That some, would be
0: difficult for me to find some it. Some AI. <laughs> don't worry about
1: There's that. There's a guy named Urias who was the Do- one of the Dodgers'
2: best pitchers. Huh. Let's just say yeah. that I was right and we'll just move on.
0: There is, okay. I believe <laughs> there is a hat over the eye.
1: There's a hat over the eye. Yeah. Daniel yeah, one and of I hats. are both
2: wearing hats over our eyes. Well, above our eyes. There we
1: go. Yeah. Anyway, just Andrew, I also, would like Also, the officials were probably re- wearing hats over their eyes during the Beavers game. Yeah. That's why they couldn't really see. Really quickly, though, since that was my feeling, I felt like it was a great game. It was a good back and forth. I felt like there was a couple of plays on defense where the Beavers just kind of... <laughs> against some good players... Like, Adunze is really good, and Panix is really good. And they made some great plays. Also, the touchdown plays were kind of painful to watch because the corner just got made to look so silly on either one of them. And then they ended up benching him, and the next guy who came in kind of shut him down. But, Andrew, you watched the first half. What, what was your feeling of it? And that was when Dub was playing well and up 22-10. to 10.
0: I watched the first half, and because like they ended up a touchdown, down or two touchdowns. They ended up 12. I think.
1: Uh, yeah, they were up they were up 22 to 10 at yeah. half when you and went to bed.
0: So I I was feeling it was frustrating because it felt like there were like two or three plays that if the the Beavers would have played better defense, the UW wouldn't have scored. So from that perspective, I was thinking, man, these teams are so close, and UW has just managed to take advantage of a couple mistakes so far.
1: Yeah. Justin, you watched the last five minutes, which were painful because the Beavers, they showed multiple graphics, were owning the second half. Yeah. They owned the second half, but the last drive came. They only needed a field goal. First of all, they recovered the punt – They fair catch it at the four, which is never a good look. Mm -hmm. So they have to go 60 yards to get into field goal range. You're watching then at that point, last five minutes. What do you think about the last drive? I want your impartial situation on view on this because to me it was like, keep running the dang ball. I don't care how stacked the box is. I wanted
2: them to pass the ball zero times.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you're with me on that. And
2: then watching the fourth down play was really frustrating. (laughs) So... Yeah, I I I think they should have responded to the fact that the box was stacked by going with some kind of power formation and continuing to try to run the ball. Maybe you can run some kind of misdirection where you get the ball outside. But I think DJ was kind of proving that he was untrustworthy. Like you know the stat line as far as completion percentage and yardage between uh, Penix and. DJ was really similar. They were within two completions of each other, really close in yardage as well, but uh Phoenix had two touchdowns, no picks, and DJ had no touchdowns, two picks. So yeah. I I just felt like there was a point that the ball needed to be taken out of his hands from a passing perspective. Like there's things you can do in the running game where you mix things up, but you just do what you did against Oregon in the second half of the game last year yeah. and just pound it down their throats. And at least at that point, if it doesn't work, you have then
1: failed by, by sticking with your strength. Exactly. And DJ's a great runner, too. Yeah. Yeah. He had some massive, massive runs in this game. He had a 26-yard run mm-hmm. where it was like a quarterback sneak, and then he just started bossing people. I think He's he, a great player. I think he threw like five more passes than Penix did in that game. He, let's see, he was 15 of 31, yeah. so not great, and Pennix was 13 of 28. Yeah. So he threw more times than Pennix did in that game. Yeah. When you would think that,
2: how did, by the way, I must have missed this part. How did Oregon State have a negative
1: 40-yard rush as a team? Oh, that's the punt. Okay. That was the bad snap over the guy's head. It went 40 great. yards? Yeah. Yeah. Because they oh were driving gosh. on their way to a touchdown wow. when that hold happened, and so, so they were on the other side of the fifty. Yeah, and then that hold happen, happens backs him up to the forty, and the snap just went shoop, straight over his head, and then there was and no sideways up roll. Up
0: it, he, he he caught up with it like at, at the goal, the goal line. line with like three UW players right behind him, and he just kicked it out. Yeah, which is the uh, that was another thing where the announcers were like talking about it, and one of them was like. So, that's, like, almost a good decision there. And I'm like, dude, if he falls on it and is touched, it's a safety. That's absolutely the right decision. Yeah. What do you t- – like, he had to pick it up and get out of the end zone to make that not a safety.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then that would terrible. also be dumb like, because then you're giving him an opportunity to score a touchdown from, like, the one-yard yeah. line instead of making him dry. Like, yeah. To think, kicking it out of the back of the end zone isn't a good decision there by a punter. Well,
0: that's the thing it's, is, is it's just that they just so were like, dumb. "Well, I guess that's actually kind of like it kind of works out well." And I was like, "What are you talking about?"
1: <laughs> the, the
2: only reason that I brought that up was because it made it hard to compare, the like team stats. the team stats, because then you got Oregon State who actually ran the ball pretty well, yeah, overall. But
1: then there's this one
2: negative forty-yard team run yeah.
1: on there. No, so instead of them having like 180, 80 190 yards rushing they only had 148 yards rushing yeah but you look at individual oh wait yeah you look at individual rushing and Damian martinez had 26 carries for 123 yards mm-hmm. uh dj had six carries for 53 yards and it's like what how? <sighs> so it was frustrating especially since some of if you watch martinez in that game he was a monster he was an absolute monster. Nobody wanted to tackle him. They
0: ran a screen to him,
1: too. beautiful. They, I was thinking that Yeah, we were and talking that's talking about I...
0: stacking the box. Yeah. A, a quick. oh that
1: guy's open. Thankfully, Stafford can't throw anymore. A screen would be a great... Oh, no, I have Cooper Cup on my fantasy team. Sorry. <laughs> I have the Seahawks defense. <laughs> ah, dang it. Oh, it's a penalty against the Seahawks defense, though. So.
2: Andrew, why'd you move that?
1: Sorry. Um... <laughs> Oh, you never want to see the poop emojis next to your quarterbacks on, on Bleacher Report. Do you look at Bleacher Report for your game stats? Not usually. They put emojis next to the quarterbacks' performances. So if they're, like, <laughs> really good, they put, like, a fire. For Penix, they just have this, like, this emoji where it's, like, it's not really happy. It's not really bad. And sometimes they'll put, like, a 100 or a fire or something based on their performance. Um, the court there's poop emojis next to yeah. DJs because he uh, – 15 for 31, two interceptions, no touchdowns. And they always do this thing, the Beavers have done this thing where they bring up their freshman backup quarterback for a series. And I'm fine with it because they're trying to keep him because he's really good. And they don't want him to transfer portal next year.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But it threw off the rhythm of this game. The Beavers just had a nice drive and then they put in Childs and it was just like, this isn't the time for it. And he ended up Going backwards, and it sucked. I
2: think the thing that would make me most frustrated if I were a Beavers fan is that you're going up against Penix, who you know I mentioned earlier is a, a Heisman, maybe the Heisman favorite, definitely a Heisman candidate. After yep. last night, and
0: I, I've seen people saying that the the way he finished the game out, they really liked.
1: He made one throw, so
0: but he only needed
1: no, one throw, like right? you said, finish the game out. In the second half, he was trash. Okay. They didn't maybe. move the ball. <laughs> they had one first down, and that was one throw literally to ice the game.
0: And that, that, that that's it. That's all they care about for because the – Because – all they oh care gosh, about for that's the That's so man.
2: dumb.
1: To He's say that he finished that makes the perfect, game out that makes when the sense. entire
0: second half
1: they were trash, and then he makes one throw – Goodness gracious, sorry, but, oh. you, but you held that oh, guy we better beat Oregon if we don't beat Oregon You guys are gonna have to check on my welfare if we lose both of these games down the stretch You guys are gonna have to be checking on me. Sorry
2: your team held that guy <sighs> to the worst game of his husky career yeah, and one of the worst games of his entire collegiate career and couldn't capitalize on it and that part is frustrating because it's also not like This was It's not like this was an unranked Oregon State team going up. This is a good Oregon State team. So if you have nothing to lose, then it wouldn't feel frustrating. But But because it's a good team and you had the best performance defensively against this guy who's been great for the last
1: two years, that makes it more frustrating. It does. And it's funny because I know the Beavers have to go down in the rankings in this situation, right? But it's it odd that you lose to a team that's ranked fifth. You're ranked eleventh, and you lose by two points, and you move down four four slots. Especially, and you're like, weren't what? they ten? Especially, I thought they Washington were ten, but this up. said they were eleven. Oh, okay, if yeah, and Washington, Washington ends up moving up. They did. They
0: did in the AP poll. Yeah. So that's
1: so. Yeah, that's the thing. Is Oregon State was eleventh in the AP, apparently. I thought they were tenth, but everything I saw after that said eleventh. But anyway, yeah, Washington moves up in the AP. I'm seeing
2: Oregon State at 15 that moved down five spots. So I think they were 10. According to ESPN, they were okay, 10 last gotcha. week. gotcha.
1: Is Jamal Adams hurt again? I just thought I saw him on the sideline. Dude, that guy cannot stay healthy. You have any more
2: on this uh, Oregon State game, Daniel, or do you want to turn the page? And- nah, I want to
1: turn the page. Hopefully
2: we beat that garbage place next week. Do you, <laughs> do you have any more thoughts on Urias?
1: No, nope, I'm good. I'm good. Moving on. If you're good, moving on. All right. Well, then let's move on to
2: my favorite part of the show. Serving questions up on a silver platter, where the points are made up and the rules don't matter. Time for stump. Daniel. Stump. Daniel is brought to you by the Law Office of Jeffrey A. Damashevitz. No relation. What Daniel a stand
0: for?
1: Sorry, uh, Daniel Gross. Message. <laughs> uh, true about the second half. It was garbage. Uh, this is a Husky fan, by the way, Daniel. And he says the ranking moves also don't make sense.
2: I mean, former Husky athletic no, great, exactly. Daniel Gross. Yeah. Um, Daniel, I'm going to start by saying this particular edition of Stump Daniel may not have aged well. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> I put this stuff together last night, and all I could do was say, okay, here's the stats of these guys going into this week. Okay. So what I, all I want you to do one question Daniel going into this Sunday's games Thursday's games we'll include the Thursday game going into this week of NFL action Okay What quarterback led the league in passing yardage
1: in passing yardage Mhm I'm going to say I'm going to... If you get say,
2: it in one guess, you can be in the beaver zone. Oh, I like
1: to be in the beaver zone. If you get zone, it
2: in two guesses, you can be in the Koog zone.
1: If I'm going it- to say... I'm going to say... You know what's funny is I'm stalling because I can't remember his name. Okay. And <laughs> it feels super bad because the only name I can remember is Tui Asisopa. Are you talking about Tua? Yes. Thank you. I kept almost so you're, saying
2: Tui. Your official guess Tua. is Tua Tungavailoa. Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is incorrect. Tua is third on the list. Okay. So Did at least I was top the, five.
0: The fact that he was willing to help you with that was your clue that it was incorrect. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so you,
2: got one, you can't be in the beef zone. But if you get it here, you can be in the Koog zone. Still a desirable zone. It is passing yardage. Passing yardage.
1: Let's see. I don't think it's Baltimore. Do I? Should I just start going down the entire NFL? That's what you usually do. (laughs) I'm gonna say Stroud, CJ Stroud, Texas. CJ Stroud is second on the list, so that's another no. If you get it here,
2: would you? Okay, so today I don't want to try. Is Husky Zone better than Duck Zone today? Still, even with what happened yesterday? Wait,
0: what what if he was like? in some other zone that he doesn't really want to be in but like maybe he's in the north carolina zone
1: the ducks also have already said (laughs) they aren't gonna play in the civil war next year so Mm -hmm. they are extra pooped
2: okay so at least you can be in the husky zone if you get this right (laughs) okay and if you don't then you're in the duck zone
0: (sighs) A terrible choice this is awful
2: well i'm moving in the right direction so, you're right. You got the third guy, then the second guy. Now you just need the first guy. Passing yardage this season.
1: Gosh, those were my two best guesses, man. It's not Geno, and it's not Stafford. Uh,
0: those are the only two you can think of because it's staring the mirror. <laughs> There's a, lot a lot of great Ohio, quarterbacks I mean. in this league. <laughs>
1: is there? I don't are feel there like a there's lot a lot of great, great quarterbacks? quarterbacks anymore. I feel like like 5 years ago there are like, look at all these great quarterbacks and now it's like, look at the look at this league, man. Who's playing quarterback week to week? That's part, there's been so many injuries and like weirdness, like there are some bizarre quarterbacks playing now. It's true.
0: I feel like there's been a huge move towards young athletic quarterbacks. And a lack of emphasis on. I'm I'm gonna guess not being good quarterbacks long term.
1: That makes sense. Oh, is it? I feel like it'd be silly if it was. How would be it be a stump Daniel if it was this was the answer? Okay. So I, I I'm gonna not guess either of these guys. Okay. But I think I should guess Patrick Mahomes because. You he's would think Patrick that he Holmes. Yeah, he'd have yeah. a lot of yards. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I'm like, I should guess Sam Howell because that's why you're asking this question, because mm. it's a North Carolina quarterback.
0: Interesting. I've That's I've, where I'm living right now. I now have a guess that all that's based on, oh, but, on Justin's psychology also. But maybe it's <laughs> Joe
1: Burrow because he's my fantasy quarterback <laughs> and he just got hurt screwing the rest of my fantasy league in that or season that year. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Mahomes.
2: Ooh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Patrick Mahomes is sixth on the list. Andrew, did you want to throw your guess out there is based it Wilson? On? It's not Wilson. Oh, okay, he he's, he's doing really well in touchdown to interception ratio, but he hasn't passed for a well, ton I, of yards. I didn't
0: think he had, but I thought that if he had, you would be certain to bring it up. Is it Sam Howell?
2: The correct answer, if you looked in the smart part of your brain. <laughs> you would know is Sam Howell. Are you kidding me? Who, passed for, who had passed for 2,783 yards going into this week with a 17-touchdown, 9-interception oh. uh, ratio. I'm
0: sorry, i Is it going for all of that? The reason I said I'm it horrible. didn't
2: age well is because he didn't play well today. Uh. He threw one touchdown and three picks. Oh. So not a great day for Sam Howell. Oh, and apparently.
0: I've got some commentary from here about Daniel Dean and the Ducks. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm getting Ooh. emotional, not going to lie. Uh, you need to get some updated sound of me going.
2: <laughs> I did think it was interesting, uh, just as a bonus side note, and you can either answer this or I'll just tell you the question, or I'll just tell you the answer either way. But CJ Stroud is a very interesting case this year because he's been excellent. His yep. team is okay. But he's been excellent. He probably has the best overall quarterback stats by comparison to volume and efficiency in the league. Right. Which has brought up the conversation because now we're at, at around the midseason mark that people are saying, hey, if there's an MVP candidate, CJ Stroud needs to be one of those guys. Makes sense. He could potentially be rookie of the year and MVP. That'd be crazy. In history, that has only happened one other time. Do you know who the guy was? Mm, MVP and Rookie of the Year? In the same year. (sighs) In baseball, it was easy. Oh, yeah, it was Ichiro. It was Ichiro.
0: Which is almost a cheat code because he was like at the peak of his prime when he came to the MLB. Did he play like
2: nine years in Japan or something? Something like that. Uh, Peyton Manning? Good guess, but no. The correct answer is Jim Brown, and I don't know how you uh, didn't know that. <laughs> Jim God. Brown, the only player ever in NFL history to win the Rookie of the Year and the MVP in the same season, and that will conclude. Stump Daniel, brought to you by the Law Office of Jeffrey A. Damashevitz. No relation.
1: Yeah, at least it wasn't Terry Baker. Remember that episode? Yes. Yeah, that that was painful.
2: Yeah, I I don't actually remember the name Terry Baker, but it triggered the memory.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oregon State Heisman.
2: Yeah. From like the seventies or something Oh, no,
1: seventies, more like the forties. Forties,
2: something. Seventies and forties are all the same to me because I wasn't born yet. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this coming from someone who thinks Ohio is just right over there. Yep. <laughs> Iowa. Iowa's Iowa is just around the
1: corner. Iowa. Like, right so I'm in the duck zone, huh? Yeah. I haven't been in the duck zone in a long time. You know what? Let's say you only have to be in the duck zone for like three
2: minutes, and then uh, you can get out. It doesn't feel good. Hey Siri, set a three-minute timer. Okay,
1: <laughs> so I have to be miserable. When this
2: timer oh. is done, then you will be out of the Ducks. Apparently, Kenneth Walker is hurt. That's that, bad for my fantasy team. Yeah.
1: Oh, that means that it's good for my fantasy team. You but have you have Kenneth Walker, you
2: can't cheer it.
1: Can't I? You no, know, because so what if I have Charbonnet on my team? Do you? Well, yeah, but he's not starting. Oh, but he's definitely there.
0: <laughs> you didn't start Charbonnet. The, no, I'm I, joking. Got, I got starting a starting a Seahawks running back. Is Mark
2: Sanchez skating. last week on the broadcast said he was going to open up a bottle of Charbonnet. Gosh, speaking of bad broadcasts,
0: That horrible. <laughs>
2: he said like five things throughout the course of the game that were either like made me cringe or I was like, that's dumb. Yeah. Not good. The Sanchez. Uh, We do have some local sports to get into. We're going to talk about Monty (laughs) Girls soccer and we're going to do a goals update and then we are going to name a Spivey Athlete of the Week. But before we do that, let's take a quick commercial break. Do you have a legal situation and need someone on your side? Let the law office of Jeffrey A. Damashevitz be your advocate. If you've been the victim of medical malpractice, suffered a personal injury, or need representation with real estate law, small business law, or estate planning, let Jeff Damashevitz put his 29 years of experience to work for you. Call Jeff Damashevitz today at 360-612-3991 or visit DamashevitzLaw.com. That's D-A-M-A-S-I-E-W-I-C-Z-L-A-W.com. The scrimmage is brought to you by Spivey Realty Group and the law office of Jeffrey A. Domasiewicz. I am Justin Domasiewicz and my co-host Daniel Hargrove here with me as well as our trusty producer Andrew Gross. And we we will have a very limited local sports roundup this week because most high school sports action is uh, already completed. It's already in the books. We didn't have very many teams who made a deep state playoff run, but we do have one. So let's do a brief local sports roundup.
0: Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. (laughs) There we
1: go. I was going to say, did we have, you said many. Did we have more than one? Montesano girls soccer team is. narrowly
2: lost a state semifinal to eventual state champion Seattle Academy, one to nothing on Friday, but bounced back with a three to one win over La Center on Saturday to take home the third place trophy. The third place finish is the highest in Montesano soccer history and marks progress over the program's fourth place finishes each of the last two
1: years. That duo of underclassmen handled the scoring. Three-to-one win over Le Center. Freshman forward Jalen Butterfield scored the lone first half goal in the 28th minute. Off an assist from Ada Potts. Sophomore midfielder Lexi Stanfield. Oh, Stanfield, what? Scored twice in the second half to push the Bulldogs' lead to 3-0. To Stanfield's first goal came in the 51st minute. Off an assist from Sam Roundtree. Oh, she the timer have, just went off. You're out of the duck zone. Uh, I just feel better. Like, before yeah. you said that, like yeah. I was already starting to feel better. <laughs> okay. Um, and her second was unassisted in the 55th minute. Oh, just hate to see that happen to the center. Oh. And that will conclude the local sports roundup for this week. We do have a Gulls update yeah. or a Gup date.
2: Yeah, I've got some <laughs> messages from uh, Coach Daniel here.
1: Did you get – I got some videos from Coach Eddie. Oh, that's cool.
2: Um, yeah. I just I'm going to watch them now so you, you can talk. In our official scrimmage messenger, um, oh, we nice. got from Coach Daniel that the Bo 9 Premier Team – Lost their opener of the WPL Washington Gold Cup on Friday, four to one, in a match versus Celtic EA. I'm saying it Celtic Ooh, because that's grandfather. Nice Celtic that. EA. Um, this is the league above there from the league above WPL. The match was all Celtic early on after the boys went down one nil. They responded immediately and went <gasps> one to one. So they actually had the game tied at one point, but then right before half it went to two to one, and Celtic eventually ran away with it. Um, although the team played well against the second elite Academy League team, um, putting them in the consolation bracket. However, oh, and by the way, the goal in that game for the goals was scored by Michael on an assist by Luis. However, on Saturday, the bo 9 team won 4-0 to nil versus WE Surf in a match where Michael got a hat trick and Hebron got the first goal. It was all goals, and they completely controlled the match from start to finish. Halftime score was 3-0. to nil. Assists came from JB, who had 2, and Yvonne and Luis each had an assist as well. That moved the goals to the consolation final versus Liverpool EA, and the boys started strong. Um, they...
1: I'm sorry, anytime you're playing a so- uh, soccer or football team named yeah. Liverpool anything, yeah. You're just playing at a different level.
2: Right, well, and then <laughs> like, what? they're saying they, they were a WPL team and this the first team they played the Celtic team was from the Elite Academy League and this uh, Liverpool team also says EA, so I'm going to assume they're also from that Elite Academy League. EA so this Sports. is probably it's in the game. It's in the game. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was I mean Tough loss in the opener for the goals there, but they did bounce back, and I think we've got a Spivey Athlete of the Week nominee in Michael Garcia there, having the only goal in their loss and then coming away with a hat trick in their four to one win.
1: I gotta say, I got some cool videos here. Yeah. Just some dope shots from some of these kids.
2: Is this of the of the B O nine team? Or is this of-
1: it, it is of the B O nine team. Okay. Uh it says they took third and sate in the premier Super League um, I got a let video of a left-footed goal here a header to set up Michael for the corner slot and then finally JB with a beautiful set piece goal and the goals won that game three to nil but it's it's one of those free kicks and it's probably from about oh I'd say 30 yards out and he just bends it over everybody and sneaks it in under the crossbar, like just beautiful. Anyway, I'll I'll shoot those over to you, and if you want to post them online yeah, or something, we but it is that, yeah very nice. So
2: thanks to Coach Eddie and Coach Daniel for letting us know what's going on in Gulls FC. Uh, we get lots of great updates from them, and uh, we we appreciate the way that they um, promote their organization and they promote their kids, and they're trying to help their footballers get to the next level of what they want to do with soccer. But, you know, even more than that, they're just working hard on, you know, coaching kids up and helping them learn life lessons along the way, doing the important work of a coach. So we do have now that we've got through the local sports roundup and the goals update, we're going to have a kind of difficult task here of selecting a a Spivey athlete of the week. It's not difficult in the sense that, oh, there's 12 nominees, like we were having for a lot of football season. But... You know, what Michael did for Goals FC is really impressive over the weekend with a goal in their loss and then a hat trick in their win. Yeah. If you're looking at, like, overall significance, um, the accomplishment of Montesano girls soccer is absolutely massive. Is
1: this the third year in a row they've taken third? No, they were fourth the last two seasons. Oh, okay, nice. So this
2: is a step up from them because they've they've gotten to the semifinal round in line. three years in a row. Right. And the last two years they lost both of those matches. And this year they they lost their semifinal match to the team which event ended up winning the state title. Yeah, and they lost one to nothing. They lost one to nothing. And yeah. that was a team they had beaten earlier in the year on yeah. PKs. Um, so they know they could compete with anybody. Right. But they came out with this win against the center, which is a revenge game. Yep. Is this a legit revenge game?
1: Because it, it happened this year, right? And it was district title. Yeah. They lost to oh, the center yeah, in the district that's, title. That's a legit revenge game. Okay. It's, it's not, not it's not legit when it's like, oh, we lost to them last year with half different players, and they had half different players. Then you're like, okay, okay. Or,
0: or when it's like we lost them last year in the quarterfinals but we beat them the second game of the season yeah. this year.
1: That's a good call. If anybody's
2: yeah. wondering the genesis of that it's because I called Montesano's win over Black Hills in football <laughs> this year a revenge game simply because Black Hills had beaten Monty the year before yeah. and I acknowledge that was kind of a silly. It was it's, a not, stretch. it's not a real it's a stretch. It it's a just stretch. that when you don't lose that many games then it's like no, you know everybody who beats yeah. you you yeah. gotta try to get revenge against Ooh, them. Yeah you gotta get
1: revenge <laughs> against free Freeman next year. The skull ease. The
0: ease Anyway, well, I,
1: I think I think Anything's that- revenge against Freeman. I'm still I'm gonna hold on to that uh gosh, I just forgot her name again. What is with my brain today? Uh you're talking about Leisherness. right? Yeah, I'm talking about Paige Leisherness. Yeah. I'm being put in the duck zone and losing that game last night has just fried my brain. But so you're out I of I the duck zone yeah, now. That's true. You're out but of the duck zone. Still suffering the effects of being in there. Yeah. It's just garbage. Just duck poop all over yeah, you. Yeah, everywhere. I gotta, yeah. like, shower it off. Ducks it's bad. are filthy animals.
0: Filthy,
2: rotten scoundrels. What if we put you in the hurricane zone, like Miami hurricanes? That way that the water from the hurricane oh, and the wind would help get the duck poop off of good you. Good call. I like this plan. It's okay. a good plan. Right. Anyway,
1: I, I won't forgive Freeman for what they did to Paige Leicherness. Uh, I you shouldn't. That it, was awesome. I'm, I'm gonna haul, hold on to that for a long time. That's fine. We yeah. have all these okay. little
2: sports rivalries that we hold on to. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad um, you're okay with that. But I just wanna acknowledge um you know, as as we talk about like the programs in our local area that have like you know great legacy of like continued success and you know it happens that you know we talk about Montesano football like it's it's this amazing program and it is and
1: it's not even the best one in the school well and they sorry the last
2: three (laughs) years everyone who's from Monty plug your ears for a second the last three (laughs) years Montesano football has won one state playoff game so it is a great program. Yes, and it's been a great program over a long period of time. One could even say it's a program. But during the time that that program, which we regard as one of the best in our area, yeah, has won one state playoff game, yep. this Monty Girls Soccer Program has made the state semifinals three years in a row and have henceforth graduated to program. Program. Yeah. And that's not even acknowledging. It's going to sound like I'm just going all Monty here. But, like, the softball program at Monty is a perennial success. They won a state title a couple years ago. Yep. Was that last year? Was that last year? They won a state state title recently. It may have been just this past spring. It might have been last year. But I'm old and all the years (laughs) run together for me. Right. I would have said, you know, maybe this isn't quite as true anymore, but Hoquiam Track, Hoquiam Track and Field for a long period of time was just continuously
1: successful. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Am I way off to think that you might have another state champ coming out of there if uh, Jane Roloff wins a distance? Very possible. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, Hoquiam tracks generally been really good. Yeah. And yeah. For, for an
2: extended period of time, they were continuously successful. Yep. Um, I think Elma girls basketball, maybe not on, like, a state level, but for a long stretch of time when Lisa Johnson was the coach, yep. they had a really long stretch of success and and league titles. Yep. like and that's not even I'm not even getting into like the Pacific County things because for long stretches of time Willapa Valley football was great right Um, so there's a lot of like these programs that we look at locally as like these are established strong programs exactly and
1: Monty girls soccer like used to be hope basketball sorry hopefully that's building again yeah we're going to actually, I think after we do this, we should preview basketball a little bit. I want to talk some
2: basketball. I'm glad because
1: I was, I was like, wow, we're I, moving kind of quickly I today. I
2: just want to make sure <laughs> that, you know, as we kind of like gloss over all this stuff that we give this this coaching staff with Fidel Sanchez and Samantha Stanfield. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that I'm forgetting other people that are involved in this. Wait, is Samantha a coach now? I think so. Oh, that's awesome. So at least I read that she was in okay. one of the articles or cool. one of the things that I read. Um, I th- I want to make sure that they get credit for this program being built because you didn't like, you know we've we've also talked about like club soccer and how like a lot of the teams that succeed at the highest level are general club soccer teams like they compete most of their girls in club soccer yeah and while Moni does have girls who compete in club soccer it's not nearly to the same percentage that some of these other teams do right. and they've built the program um. You know, since these girls are kids, they play together. They play for Fidel, Coach Fidel. They play, you know, under that kind of tutelage where by the time... And then another thing that that Fidel, Coach Fidel, likes to do is he gets a lot of girls involved very early Mm -hmm. so that by the time it's their time to shine, like, they've got the experience. Right. And I think this state third-place finish is a good example of that because look at the girls who scored the goals. Jalen Butterfield is a freshman. Mm Mm-hmm. Lexi Stanfield is a sophomore. Yeah. So those two girls scored all three of the goals in the game, the revenge game over Lacenter, center, exactly. which earned them third place in state. So while I, I feel like I'm kind of droning on and saying a lot of the same things, I just want to make sure that we're acknowledging what a significant accomplishment. This is not only that they've had this level of six su- of sustained success over the last several years, but also that they've built into something that is a program like it is one absolutely. of the power programs <laughs> in, the in state. our
1: in our in our area and in the state yeah. for for girls. Soccer. I'm sorry, you're in the final four, yeah, three years in a row. Yes, it's in the state now, and, and the future
2: looks good. Yes. Yeah, so because there's a lot of girls. They're they're graduating some great seniors.
1: Yeah, Fidel has built a program, a program, program. Yes. Good job, Fidel. Yes, it is awesome to see what girls. he has done. Yeah, and and absolutely the girls who've put in the work. And have played at that high level and then have continued improving every year. Absolutely. So are we ready for to name our athlete of the week? Yeah. Where do you want to go with this? Well, first of all, I'm just realizing that
2: I typed in a wrong name Uh-oh. under nominations. Oh, no. But that's okay because we're going to ignore that and I'm going to delete it and no one ever has to know which name I got wrong.
1: Oh, I'm glad that you're doing that because I was literally right about to read that. Okay. <laughs> So <laughs> that would have been bad. There's there's a couple ways to go here
2: because while I'm looking at, you know, what Michael Garcia did for the goals and while it is incredibly yep. impressive, it's not as high stakes of a scenario as a gotcha. third place state game. Right. So great job by Michael. Great job by the goals Bo 9 team. Yep. I'm so glad that we get to keep covering them. And some one of these days we're going to go
1: watch those boys play in person. Yeah. But Is it bad that we tend to weight high school sports more than select sports? I think in certain scenarios we might
2: weigh the select sports. But, like, if, if they're, like, in a title game of some sort, that might get weighed differently than when you lose your opener and then you go to the second round and you score a hat trick in the second round
1: right. of, a, of a tourney. Yeah, that makes sense. I just feel like, I in my head, I'm weighing the high school girl girls tournament more than I'm weighing what the BO9 team was playing in this last weekend. Hmm. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. I think if, if the BO9 team had gone and won this tournament against two teams from this higher elite league, yeah. I might think of that as close to equivalent. Maybe. Maybe. We'll have to see. It's yeah. a hypothetical. Yeah. So we'll have to see if it actually happens how we feel. Yeah, we'll um, see. But while I'm looking at Michael's accomplishment as great, I feel like the Spivey Athlete of the Week has, has to come from this Monty soccer team. Yeah. So do you weigh the girl who scored in the first half and broke the nil-nil tie with a goal? Or do you go with the sophomore who scored... Two goals in the second half and put it out of reach and pretty much ice the game in the fifty fifth minute. Or do you just go with both? Do we do a double both? Didn't we go both last week? And it was from the same team. But it was two different girls. So you can we could go Jalen Butterfield for striking first in the first half. First blood. And we can throw Lexi Stanfield in as well for scoring the most goals in the game. The match.
1: Finishing move. Yeah. Uh, I'm leaning towards both. Yeah, I love this team. By the way, yeah, they're so good. I think that like, the- why couldn't they just be wearing a very slightly different shade of red and a very mm. slightly different shade of gray? That would be better. But I'm I'm okay with this. Would they
2: also be <laughs> called a different animal as a mascot? Like yeah. one that maybe lives in the woods, is very large, very large, yeah, um, eats berries, but also is a carnivore. Yeah.
1: But a grizzly, maybe? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Many of us believe that maroon and gray is
1: superior to
2: crimson and gray.
1: You know, it's crimson and silver. Actually, no, I think it's crimson and gray. I always tried to say silver when I was younger. Is it like how Aberdeen says it's blue and gold, but it's really blue
2: and mustard yellow? Yeah, it's yellow.
1: But they always say blue and gold. Yeah. Now I'm wondering, what does our fight song say? I think it says gray. Anyway, crimson is better. than. By the maroon. way, since it sounds like I just demeaned Aberdeen, I actually think that the color scheme with Aberdeen is
2: fine. Just call it blue and yellow. It's not gold. Yeah. Until blue you start. Blue and
0: yellow is a better combination than blue and gold anyway. I'm, I'm totally fine I with will, it. I would argue. Just call do, it what it I is. I agree with you that it, it should be blue and yellow. It is
1: very much what the Rams are wearing, not what Notre Dame wears. It, it's mm-hmm. not, Yeah, it's not even like a goldish
2: yellow. It's yeah. like literally what you put on your hot dogs. It's a mustard no, yellow. Mustard now I'm yellow
0: hungry. No mustard yellow is more of a brown, browner yellow. Than, well, you're than thinking of the different
1: yellow. mustard, Andrew. The better mustard. We you're always of the better mustard. Andrew always goes to fancy mustard, and I'm always like, this place doesn't have mustard. I'm talking Even about standard, generic Heinz mustard that you buy from French's the grocery store. mustard. The yellow <laughs> mustard. It's, it's like the yellow of the top of that tub over yeah, there. Yeah, it's yellow Heinz yellow.
0: Makes ketchup. They make they. Right here.
1: They they also make mustard, but French's is more known. French's, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I meant yeah. French's. But what yeah. I meant I'm saying
0: <laughs> is that that color of yellow is still a browner, a brown, a no. more brown yellow than a bright yellow. No, it's you not. are wrong. Yeah, you're right. wrong. Correct. We'll do look you, at it later. Do
2: you have mustard in your fridge right now? <laughs> not probably that guy. Probably not. They, they're that fancy because they're mustard. Because
1: other mustards They, are they way probably get than that gray poupon stuff, they poop on their sandwiches.
0: This is more like a lemon <laughs> yellow that we're talking about.
1: Mm, I think you're gonna be surprised when you pull up ye- lemon yellow and what French's mustard looks like because French's mustard is, is pretty yellow.
0: Not it it's a it is yellow. it's absolutely yellow. yeah, I mean it's a browner. It's a more it's brown yellow. No, it's not. It is more brown than what we're looking at with well the rams. the
1: rams yes i will agree with you the rams i i missed a little bit on that i don't think the bobcats yellow is quite what those rams yellow it's pretty is. close it's close but that's a little more leaning to the highlighter yellow yeah like it's very bright and yeah. sam not sam darnold aaron donald not sam darnold aaron donald those are very different people very different people <laughs> and uh he can stop being awesome any any but Seahawks up ten to nothing though, so that's good. What are we gonna do with the uh, Spivey Athlete of the Week, Daniel? I want to <laughs> double. De- I want to go with the double deuce. All right, let's do it. So we will officially
2: name uh, Monty Soccer's freshman Jalen Butterfield and sophomore Alexis Stanfield for scoring all the goals. Lots of fields there. For, yeah, for the Bulldog soccer team yep. in the third place match, helping their team to the greatest state finish in program history congratulations to the entire team by the way yeah and we did get a nomination that came in that said you can't pick any one person it's got to be the entire team yeah congratulations to the entire team but that's not what we do here exactly so we're gonna go spy the athlete of the week for jalen butterfield and alexa stanfield of montesano girls soccer we're sorry that you peaked so
1: early you guys are just a freshman and a sophomore yeah so
2: and this is the greatest
1: honor that you could have unless you yeah. become a certified bucket getter it's true and which is unless not we gonna figure...
0: happen because you're not a basketball player
1: <laughs> well stanfields tend to be basketball players too are we gonna see alexa <laughs> hard not wood?
0: not
2: uh, not every stanfield
1: plays basketball
2: because I, I said, said they tend play. to be yeah i agree with that yeah. yes for, definitely and good <laughs> basketball player yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Good basketball players. Is this how we're going to transition to our basketball discussion? Coming up after – oh, crap. After the break that we are going to have, we are going to have a break, and then we are going to talk high school basketball after this. Spybee Realty Group's goal is to make buying, selling – investing and renting real estate in grace harbor simple they believe in 100 percent transparency and unparalleled communication with local expertise tech enhanced and top-notch service for their friends neighbors and community their goal is simple get a group of strong-willed hard-working people together who want to make a difference in grace harbor and to use real estate as the means of achieving that voted grace harbor's best real estate company Find them on Facebook or visit graceharborrealestate.com. Spivey Realty Group, elevating small town real estate. Whew. Saved it. Did Good I, job, Daniel. <laughs> Again. Uh,
0: I do love that you still are like <laughs> excited to have a little bit of a break and go to a commercial break and then I have to read it.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. 100%. I was like, we're going to toss this to a break. Wait, I am the break.
0: I feel a little bit of, like, Schadenfreude because Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude. I don't know. (laughs) You're the German. (laughs) (laughs) But I I do feel a little bit because you like to throw the brakes to me, and I'm like, (laughs) I'm ready for this break. Are you? Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, Justin. Yes, that's my name. You have a – first of all, thank you to our sponsors, the Law Office of Jeffrey A. Domasiewicz. And Spivey Realty Group. Sorry, I should have said no relation. And I was going to say, what's the A stand for? But again, and Spivey Realty Group, the sponsor of our Spivey Athlete of the Week, which (laughs) this week is Jalen Butterfield and Alexis Stanfield with an All Field Awards. Anyway. Basketball. You have a kid on a team. I have (laughs) two. Yeah. I I was a little bummed because... The league sites aren't what they were, so I'm going to have to try and do some more research to see if I can find Hoquiam's roster. But I do know what I did find is that, dang, they had a lot of seniors last year. Yes, so many seniors. Hoquiam had a lot You're talking about the boys' team, right? Yes, the boys' team had a lot of seniors. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have clarified that. The boys' team had a lot of seniors last year. They had Atwell, Leonard, Templar, McNeil... Tiggy, Michael Orton, Watkins, James Monroe, Stankovic, Stankovic. I mean, those are like four Ho of those Bucket, guys. Gordon, I mean, I think the only guys that I mean, the the good thing for if you're a Hokeyman fan is the underclassmen who were on Varsity last year were contributors at some point. I mean, because they had Xander Jump, hmm. who's a junior. He's a, he's a good player contributor. And then Aiden Butcher was a huge part of their game last year. Great rebounder. Great rebounder. And then uh, the sophomore, Joey Bozich, mm-hmm. who, who got some time and was a good player for yeah. them. So that's something to be hopeful for. But, man, you lost most of your team. Yeah. For the Bulldogs, on the other hand, the team that you're more closely acquainted with. I believe they will have 10 seniors. This year. Yeah, it's basically the whole team coming back and do they have more players coming back who didn't play last year or do was there... it kids who were in and out like it feels like the contingent of seniors this year this could be kind of a dark horse team that from last year I don't think too many people would have been like watch out for Monty this year but maybe it's just what I believe in Leonard Barnes and but I'm as a Hoekwim fan, I am worried about what is coming out of Monteceno this year in basketball.
2: So let me break down my general feelings on the league as a whole. General
1: feelings. I think the league is going to be
2: very strong this year.
1: Good. Let's let's stomp all over the stupid Trico. If I Sorry. had to pick a favorite, I would pick Elma. Ooh. Elma. I think you have to like give me a money card or something. <laughs> Are you allowed to wear that hat while you say that? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I don't think so.
2: I'm just being... Okay, Hannah says no. All right, hold on. There you go. Take my hat off. There you go. All right, took my Monty hat off. Um, Elma was a very good and competitive team last year, and they are returning so many players, including um, Carson Seberg... And Trayden who I think probably is going to be one of the best defensive players. He's also a very versatile mm-hmm. offensive player. Yeah. And Trayden Carter is probably the big one. He's only a junior still. He was a sophomore last year. So Traden Carter could end up being in over the next two years in the conversation for league MVP, yeah. as far as I'm concerned.
1: Oh, Cooper Cups on also, the entry table. You know,
2: bringing back Grant Vesey, yeah. A.J. Holmes, <laughs> another good rebounder. We mentioned Aiden Butcher for Hoquiam. Yep. I think... There's so much talent coming back for this Elma team that were many of the best players on last year's team that if you assume that they all get a little bit better, which typically happens in high school, this is probably going to be a
1: very competitive team. Why is it so hard to find stuff on high school sports online anymore?
2: Because they completely revamped the way the league websites work and they made them worse. So frustrating. Sorry. The other, the next team that I'm going to say I think is going to be really good is Tano, and it pains me to say that. Get out of here! But nobody wants Tano. Bringing back Noah Shaw and Austin Gonia. I don't care about the Shaws. Sorry, those kids are really good. I know. But and I while don't want I them to will be. be rooting for Tano to lose every game. Yes. I think that's going to be a very good team this year. Are we bad people to just want that to happen? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, good Good people everywhere want to 9 to lose things. Sweet. Okay. Um, Eatonville I don't know what to expect because Shea Brannan was their best player last year and he was amazing. He was kind of Mr. He's everything. He's playing at PLU now. Yeah. Um, really Plus. good. And they had some other... They, they do, they're returning a lot of talent but I feel similarly to what Eatonville football was this year. Like there's talent there but I don't know how much and how... How competitive they'll be right. but i think they'll be good yeah they're returning enough players that i think they're going to be fine hoquiam and this is going to be this is such a ridiculous thing to say hoquiam will be as good as the their freshman best freshman can make
1: them <laughs> isn't that bizarre to say and yet i'm totally on board with it
2: because lincoln Neme. You know we've known for years like and and look this is not a secret this kid was going out winning national shooting competition skills competition oh, I'm sorry there's a Shohei
1: Otani commercial on right now
0: and it's making me really do you need his, to take a break
2: Oh I smile breathe deep in deep in deep deep in through your also, nose out not through your mouth
0: happening, Daniel. okay okay it's not happening sorry
2: Lincoln Mimi I've known about Lincoln Neme in basketball since fifth grade. We've watched him since he's been knee high to a grasshopper. He was in Montesano getting buckets. He played junior high basketball in Monty, yes, and then transferred to Hoquiam when his dad got the head coaching job. Thank goodness in Hoquiam, which <laughs> it, it makes a ton of sense, honestly. <laughs> like I, it's I don't want to sound like a scorned fan, like Jeff Nimi is a Hoquiam grad, yeah. It makes all the sense in the world
1: for the Nemes to end up in Hoquiam. Saying Jeff Neme is a Hoquiam grad in regards to this discussion is like saying that your wife sings on occasion. Okay, like that's not like Jeff Neme is not just a Hoquiam grad. Jeff Neme was a part
2: of one of the greatest Hoquiam basketball teams of all time. There we go. Yeah, better if not the greatest. Yeah. One. And hit one of the hugest shots in Hoquiam His
1: basketball history. Legend, wait Darren. for it. I hope you're lac- not lactose intolerant. Dairy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost butchered that. No, you way too it. much. You okay. Anyway, yes, you're right.
2: Yeah. So I think I think for Hoquiam, um, they I'm lost. Like, as you already alluded to, they lost so much, so much, and. They will need Joey Bozich to step up big time. Yep. They're going to get contributions from Xander Jump and Aiden Butcher. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no question there. Those are two established players who are going to be good. Right. But what can Joey Bozich step up and do? Shoot. I know he can shoot. Yep. And what can Lincoln Nimi step up and do? Put the ball in the hoop. Yep. Like, that is. This is like. Here's a glory days thing for you. <laughs> okay. I'm, like, I'm down for it. If we're going back to. Daniel's time frame, yes, there was a freshman who was great. Absolutely, his name was Wayman. Yes, it was. And uh-huh. I think you got you, Hoquiam will need a contra, a Wayman like contribution from the freshman, Lincoln Neme. It's too much
1: pressure to put on him. Yes, really, you don't want to put that much pressure on a freshman.
2: Okay, but I watched Summer Ball where yeah. Lincoln was playing as an eighth grader, an incoming eighth grader playing with high school players. Very Joey like, he okay. can do it. Okay. So I, I I'm I'm not going to well, say I'm not gonna say Lincoln Neme is the star of all stars who's going to come in and burst onto the scene and be amazing. But if he can contribute to this Hoquiam team in a way where he's like a primary or a secondary scorer, right, I think they'll be fine.
1: Well, here's the thing, like having been as close to it as I was with Joey Wayman, right? And then having watched as close to it the Jared Steens and Jack Adams and Jace Farners, yeah. Freshmen at this level can make a massive impact. Especially ones that you look at playing in 7th and 8th grade and you say, "Yeah, there's a chance he could make a run at the scoring title. Right. Like the scoring record of your entire program. Program. (laughs) Program. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's what I saw with Joey Wayman. As a freshman, he was probably the second best player on the team. And that's only because we got this super weird transfer in from Iceland who was on their junior Olympic team. Joey would have been our best player had it not been for Emmy Johansson, who came from Iceland. So Did you tell him Emmy's a girl's name? No. I just <laughs> watched it I just watched him dunk. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that was a great team and Joey as a freshman was probably our second, if not best player. Like it was 1A, 1, 1B, like right there. Then we watched Jared Steen and Jack Adams come in as freshmen, and they were probably the best players on that team. So as much as I don't want to put the pressure on a freshman, and I'm not going to expect anything from him, he's no. absolutely the type of player who could be the best player on the team. If they're going to be competitive in the league, they will need him. Right. And so they do have Aiden Butcher, who's a good big. Yeah. They do have Joey Bozich, who's a good piece. And they do have Xander Jump, who's a good athlete. Mm-hmm. So if Lincoln... Gosh, I don't want to say this because I don't want to put pressure on a freshman. But if Lincoln is Joey Wayman as a freshman, this is a team that could be in the top two in the league, even against really good comp- competition. Because if... I don't know if you guys know this, but Joey Wayman was the type of freshman that could put up 30 in a game as a freshman. And then if you have a good big, a good athletic wing and a decent second scoring option that can shoot, that's a pretty darn good team.
2: And I think for Hokum fans and especially, yet- you just had a you just graduated ML Dub. Yeah. You just graduated Michael Lorton Watkins. Right. Right. Michael Lorton Watkins, well, we we talked a lot about other things that he did well. But he's a walking bucket. Yes. So <laughs> this is the way that I view Lincoln Neamey. Yeah. Lincoln Neamey is a walking bucket. I'm not going to expect that he's going to do everything right as a freshman or he's right. not going to make any mistakes. Yeah. But if he can score 12 to 15 points a game, which he's... So capable
1: of. Yeah. And I think here's here's the difference that yeah. I, I want to clarify. Because Joey could score 30 on a given night as a freshman. Mm-hmm. The league was very different then. Yeah. That was still the 1A league. When Joey was a freshman, that was the 1A league. You can put your Bulldogs hat back okay. on. Uh Tanina was bad. Tanina was very bad. Yeah, hopefully they'll be bad this year too. That'd be amazing. Elma was very bad. I would love that too. Montesano was bad. (laughs) Oh, no. Not that. Forks was the other team in that league, and they were pretty – Forks was good. Every game against Forks, every game except for Forks, our Hoquiam team could fall asleep and win by 20. So that's the difference here, right? Because you're saying Tenaino could be good, Elma could be good, and we know the seniors and the coaching staff at Montesano right now so Monty can be good. So the league's way different. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I'm gonna put here as like Lincoln's not playing in the same league that Joey Wayman was in. Gosh, I feel miserable tying this kid to Joey Wayman. Like that, <laughs> I'm those, sorry, I started that. You I started will, it. I those shoes are huge to fill. Joey was one of the best players I've ever seen, and I played against him. I was three years older than Joey and I played against him when I was in sixth or seventh grade Mm -hmm. and he was like in third or fourth grade. Yeah, And it was like, holy crap, this kid's good. That is a very large age difference. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's enough of the Hoquiam discussion because I feel weird talking this much about a freshman.
0: Okay, so let's move (laughs) on to the only team
2: I haven't addressed. Let's move back to Monty. Monty had a very bad year last year. (laughs) Yeah, understatement. Um, they had a few seniors on that team um, that I think it's interesting to look at. You know, we talked about through Monty football how strong the senior class was. Yeah. And I think with Monty basketball, I'm looking at it going, man, there's a lot of really athletic kids here. Oh, and there's, I just had there's, a weird
1: thought. And this is nothing against Tice's decision, mm-hmm. but Tice was a really good football player. Yeah, he was good. He was a good football player.
2: Yeah, he would have been a big contribution okay so sorry this is where actually you know what real brief aside right we have since we have spent so much time talking about multi-sport athletes and how kids make decisions right you know I think a kid like Tice could look at what happened to previous athletes Mm -hmm. and go man I like football but what I care about most is basketball right What if I get hurt in football and lose my senior basketball season? Which has happened. Not once, but multiple times that I can even think of just off the top of my head.
1: If you don't think of Sam Winter immediately, I don't know what you're thinking.
2: Well, and many kids have made a similar decision because like Lane Bruner. Yeah. You know, going back to 2012. Yep. Lane was like. Which feels like yesterday, but was actually 11 years ago.
1: Yeah grateful
2: it was that long ago. Lane decided he played <laughs> yeah. football with these guys all the way through junior year and decided as a senior, hey, I have a real future in baseball. Yep. I'm not going to risk it. I won't play football. Then his teammates went out and won a state title. Yep. That'd be hard. It would be hard, but he also like, he made he the did right decision. He get drafted and he yep. got a full scholarship to WSU. Yep. So I think he made the right choice in the he, end. He absolutely did. Um. So, so speaking of this senior class, I think the big issue with last year's team in Monty was is Carson
1: Wentz on the Rams? Sorry. I just Not saw, possible. Is he, is he their backup quarterback? Not possible. What? I thought, I, I thought for sure I just saw him on the sideline. Um, I'm sorry. To keep going. I'm going to look this up. Um, with this Monty team I, is that last guess.
2: year, Tice was the only player who scored very consistently. Yeah. And there's two problems with that.
0: Yes, he is on the Rams. Weird.
2: When... When Tice is the only one who scores consistently, game in and game out, you know, number one, you don't have a secondary scoring threat who will help you get the amount of points that you need to win games on a regular basis, but it also makes Tice push too hard. Yeah. So fourth quarter down by five points, you might see Tice hoist up some shots that aren't the best. And that isn't because Tice is a selfish player. but it's because Tice feels the pressure on his shoulders. And it and and if you know Tice Peterson the way I do, because man, I really love that kid. Like he's he's absolutely one of my favorite teenagers that I've ever known. He wants to be he wants to be on a winning team. Like he mm-hmm. takes losing hard. Right. So all he wants is to be able to, you know, lean on the person next to him to help him, you know, get the team to a dub. So if you can get some more supporting scores for Monty, that's going to be a really big deal.
1: Is Cam playing this
2: year? Yes. Did when I watched Cam as a freshman, sophomore, he played a little bit of uh, varsity as a freshman and definitely quite a bit as a sophomore. Yeah. Is the sophomore year when they
1: had a decent run?
2: Yeah, I think they made a. They might have made like a a a little push in the in the. Anyway, Anyway.
1: I, I Cam's got some game in him.
2: Cam, the, the issue with Cam is consistency. So Cam, because of his size and strength, is going to get opportunities around the basket. Right. He just needs to hit him at a, at a 60% clip. And if so he does that, he's going to be great. Is Bodwell playing?
1: Yes. <sighs> See, the 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 athleticism and size that you're filling around Tice Peterson is exactly what I was talking about with his Hoquiam team, right? Yeah. Like, you've got a couple of scorers. And then you've got some size and athleticism to go around them. I haven't even mentioned Soren Cobb, who's who's six foot seven. Who's six seven, right? So you got Cobb, Cam, Bodwell. Yeah. Those are three forwards that my generation would have been pleased with. Yeah, which I don't say often anymore because it seems like everybody's taking tiny pills lately, and, and basketball teams are small. That's it's a, really weird. That's a six seven, six
2: four, six two.
1: Yeah, except for that six two is probably six three, and he's also the state high jump champion.
2: Well, no, that's Gabe. Gabe's about six three, six four.
1: Okay. Cam Cam's like a six two, six three if he wears tall shoes. I've stood next to Cam. Is he really only sixty two? You're 6'3"? shrinking in your old age. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> he's a massive human though. Cause well, he's, he's not, a giant. Yeah. He's he's not just tall though. He like, weighs about two forty. He's massive. Yeah. I saw even in my generation, I saw a six one Brett Turpin play extremely effective in the post against dudes five inches taller than him because he was big. Yeah. And he knew how to use his body. So Cam might be not be the tallest, but he's big and he knows how to use his body. So that makes him play bigger than he is.
2: What if I told you that the fourth big in the rotation might be Tyler Johansson?
1: <sighs> Golly gosh, see Monty's got That's some. That's another six three giant. Big athletic dudes. Yeah. And also Peyton Domashevitz, no relation. Mm-hmm. What's the J stand for? Yeah. Is one of the better defenders in the league, easy by far, you put a good scorer in that mix, this should be a really good basketball team. Speaking of good defenders, another senior,
2: Jackson Wilson, should be back from his collarbone injury within a couple weeks and
1: ready to wreak havoc on point guards. Great piece and a great player that I love to watch because he's kind of the player that I was. I'm not a Peyton, not Michelle. It's because I didn't box out. (laughs) Weird. Boxing outs for... (laughs) other dudes uh <laughs> this is a team that bouncing out is for success. do they works. a culture and a leader <laughs> that can get all of these kids working together and bought mm, in interesting i think this should be a really good team oh there's a commercial for the new good burger i also want to watch that oh that's happening yeah for sure um Andrew, you Leonard move that Barnes.
2: At any point if you as
1: much as I'm a Grizzly, <laughs> Leonard Barnes is. I regard him as maybe the best coach I've seen on the Harbor, bar none. And I'm not that close to Terry Jensen or Fidel Sanchez. So if you want to bring those two guys into it, sure, that's fine. All money guys, I love it. But Leonard Barnes, <sighs> yeah. Well, look at the sustained success and also the sustained success that I haven't been around because. When you're super close to it, you see some of the warts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Grun would probably be up there on a lot of people's lists. I saw the good and the bad of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Curtis Eccles has the most wins in Hoquiam basketball history. He's and, coaching
2: Aberdeen's girls now.
1: And yet he's coaching a different team now because stuff. We'll just leave it at that for now. Stuff.
2: Hmm. but It's so tempting to <sighs> talk about it.
1: Different. Also, I, l- I really like Curtis. I love Curtis. Curtis that, is great. That's a different time. I'm going to tell you a story about Curtis on the way home. Okay. That again just relates is it about back him just
2: it. mashing softballs over a fence? Because that kind of pissed me off.
1: Yeah, he can, he crushes as a lefty. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Leonard Barnes has succeeded wherever he is with whatever he's given. Yeah. And if Grins if Harbor College, Saint if Mark, this Monty yeah. basketball culture doesn't flip right back to where they were with Coach Galloway, I don't think anybody can. And we, in my opinion, I loved Coach Mack from last year. Mm. Every time I talked to him, what I saw him trying to implement, I loved Coach Mack from last year. But for whatever reason, there was a problem with getting the kids to buy in. If you don't buy into Leonard Barnes, then you're the problem. Yeah. Because we've seen it happen time and time again. Leonard Barnes is not the problem. Yeah. So I'm – As a Grizzly fan, I was upset to see that Leonard Barnes was the coach of Montesano. And as a Grace Harbor sports fan, I was so glad to see that Leonard Barnes was the coach at Montesano. So Coach Mack, uh, in case anybody doesn't know, Montesano boys
2: basketball coach last year. um, He made it one year, and I was very close with Coach. Let me start over. Uh, <laughs> I Francis
1: was... says Grizzlies have five to six players that are six one or taller. Last year's Grizzly didn't have that size. Okay, that's that's, that's true. Good to know. But Monty has I... five to six players that are six three or taller.
2: Yeah, stupid. Well, that's off. I I um <laughs> I was very close with Coach Mac, and in fact, even though he's not the coach anymore at my school, we still remain in contact. Good. I like him dude. a great deal. Good as dude. a person. Yeah. And I thought what he was trying to build was great. It didn't work out. I don't know that in all the time that I've covered sports that I could ever think of a coach that I would say, I love that man. <laughs> I love Leonard Barnes. Yeah. I love Leonard Barnes as a coach, I love him as a person. I know I've told the story a million times but when I was just a stringer I was just a sports correspondent for the Daily World way back in the day he was coaching Aberdeen I coach. I covered my very first Aberdeen boys basketball game and when I did the post game interview he took my handshake and brought me in for a hug mm-hmm. and he said hey here's my cell phone number <laughs> you call me anytime anywhere I, a, anything you need call me Yeah, like this this is a good man this is the kind of man that people want to follow.
1: Even when I thought he broke my solar plexus, I still loved him. Yeah. He <laughs> used an elbow in a rec league game, didn't he? Oof. Was it tell-
2: wasn't even a rec league game, it was just noon hoops at the Y. <laughs> I was telling my sons, like, hey, if Coach Leonard Barnes ever jumps in your games, watch the elbows, <laughs> man. Because that guy's old school. Yeah. He uses the elbows. Oh man. I, I'm just I'm if there's somebody who's going to be able to squeeze every ounce of capability out of this group of kids, yep. it's Leonard and the staff that he's put together with, you know, his sons Brandon and Dom. Mm-hmm. And then also um uh
1: I'm sorry, I can't help you.
2: Mark Buckman, oh, who is the former varsity coach at Aberdeen. Gosh, that's a staff. And Ryan Parsons, who is another guy who has a great deal of basketball. Dayton yep. Farmer, which is a name you'll know if you've been following sports in Montecino. Okay, Montsato. hog all the good coaches, why don't you? And Tyler Stott, great leader of men. Yes. The coaching staff he's put together is very exciting. It's going to be a, a team of great experience. Yep. And a lot of seniors. And then you're gonna have younger players like Tarek Gunter as a sophomore mm-hmm. step up and hopefully have a huge role for this team. Mm-hmm. And I, and there's an exchange student named Delon Chan, okay. who hopefully will I don't I don't I haven't seen him play personally, but I've heard that he's really good at putting the ball in the hoop. Bucket so getter. I've been feeling like <laughs> th- this is a this is a season of potential. Right. And when you look at what Monty did last year, it was not much at all. No. So whatever they do is going to be an improvement. But I think they have the pieces, if they can put it together correctly, to, to go do something significant. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to go win the league. I'm not going to tell you that they're going to be better than Elma or that they have two players that can go up against Tenino's two best players. But I will tell you this is a team that has the capability to make some serious noise.
1: Having watched Leonard Barnes face, uh, coach teams before... Buckle up because <laughs> it's not often that you find coaches that find the perfect roles for their players. So just going to, just going to put that out there. Francis says ML Dub and Tice single sport focused. Yes. And the only reason why I'm behind that is they waited till their junior year to be that single sport focused. Yeah, Yeah. And that makes a difference to me, right? I, I generally agree
2: with that. I think where there, there's you and I agree on this as as a whole in yeah. general. Yeah. The only thing that I think I I kind of branch off of you in this is that like, you know, being really good at a sport requires an incredible amount of dedication. Yeah. And sometimes for these guys, if they don't care about the sport, the juice yeah. isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah. So like, and if you get to your junior year, yeah. And you realize, man, football's really hard, and I kind of hate it. Mm-hmm. But you're a track athlete and a basketball athlete, and yeah. you're like, mm, I think I'm going to move on. Right, I, I can get behind. Absolutely. That. The only disappointing thing I think with uh, with ML Dub is that we haven't got to see what's going to happen post high school because right. I think this was a kid that we thought could play college ball. Absolutely. And you know, he decided. I don't know if it's a, if it's a gap year or if he's decided not to play basketball any further. Um, But there's a lot of talent there, and I'm hoping Mm -hmm. we'll get to see what he
1: can do at the next level. For sure. And I got to say, one of the best athletes to come out of Grace Harbor, Adam Big Hill, he didn't just play football. Well, he played soccer, too. He played soccer and (laughs) basketball. Yeah. Uh, Terrifying on a basketball court.
0: Yep. Also uh, terrifying on a basketball. Typical a Montesano.
1: Field. Yeah. <laughs> Very terrifying on a soccer field as well. Yeah. Typical so, Montesano having football players play other sports and just run people over. Yeah. Very scary. <laughs> Very scary. Not great at basketball, but scared. I had to yep. go change my shorts after that game. Tyce Ty Peterson, <laughs> since since Francis brought him up, um, he's
2: going to play basketball in college. Yeah. I don't know where. I don't know at what level. But he's going to play basketball at college. Um, I've known this kid for a long time and he works tirelessly at his craft and the thing you know for the longest time as long as I've known him the thing he cares about the most is hoops Mm -hmm. so he's going to do what he can to play basketball as long as he can it's going to be a fun basketball year he
1: does have an offer from Pacific University awesome so great Hawaiian food I hear down there really good yeah Yeah. I can't wait to go down there (laughs) dude no matter (laughs) what we're going down there next year right I love that idea. Like, no matter what, me and you are road tripping down for something down there. If Tice is playing for Pacific... We'll go down there and we're watch. We're
2: going to go to a game and eat... I mean, eat Hawaiian food and also watch Tice play? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 100%. We went, when we went for Peyton's official uh, visit, he had a game day visit at Pacific University. Yeah. Which is in Forest Grove, Oregon. Um, We ate at a Hawaiian restaurant where it was like, okay, there's only three of us, but they have this, like meal for four thing where you pick a few entrees
1: <laughs> or whatever. You're going to be the guy who goes for two.
2: The amount of food <laughs> that they brought out, which was a buttload of Kahlua pig oh. and teriyaki chicken and oh.
1: rice and just, it was so good. We are going sick. there just to eat. Even if we don't have any sports connection, me and you are going to road trip there to eat. for real hankering for some, for some Kahlua pig right oh, now. I'm so hungry. This is gonna be a fun basketball season. Do we want to talk about the girls' basketball a little bit, or is it still just Moni's world and everybody has to figure out who's second? I actually don't I feel like that's still the case until somebody proves it, but it was so awesome when Elma and Moni were both awesome. Yeah. But now it's just like Elma's dropped off. What can we do you know anything about this Moni team that, that we can look for? I mean, I'm trying to think of Well, Jilly Dalen's back. There so you lost
2: one Dalen and you replace her with another, and Jilly was one of the best players on the floor last year. And
1: Stanfield was a junior last year, yeah, right? Yeah, she's a senior, Michaela Is she yeah. going to play? Hopefully she's playing again. I assume so. And then do you think the other Stanfield is going to play as well? Are we going to have two Stanfields? I would virtually guaranteed. So, I've gotten so used to the different names over the last few years with different sisters that has played with Leishernesses and Stanfields and Daylins. Apparently, I'm not going to have to worry about Leishernesses, but now I still got Daylins and Stanfields. Should be another state run, right? I shouldn't be worrying about but Daylin's we did have a ton Stanfields. of.
2: We should be celebrating, celebrating. Dalen's and Celebrfields. <laughs> but there was a lot of seniors.
1: There was a lot of seniors that graduated last year. Yeah, a ton of seniors graduated, including McKinley Dalen. Yes, who
2: was amazing, and she's going to be playing basketball at Minnesota this year. Oh,
1: that's so cool, yeah. McKinley. But also, Vanna Prom. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many. Jaden uh, ja- King. Jaden King. The whole team was seniors. Jordan so Carr. Like so much fun to watch. Yeah. I'm interested to see how they rebuild and how the other teams around the league step up to try and compete with him now that that massive group of seniors that we saw just roll from their freshman and sophomore year try to compete.
2: It's hard to imagine a scenario as many young, good players as Monty will still have
1: that the rest of the league is going to be able to catch up. Right. But, again... But, remember, that team was dominant from when those kids were sophomores. I haven't followed
2: the whole girls league closely enough to be able to have like a really educated opinion on it. But if I were to go based on the knowledge I have, I would say this is Monty's
1: league to lose. Right. And then you have the Aberdeen Bobcats coming back and we know that they no longer have Maddie on their team. Yeah. Maddie Gore. So, it's gonna be interesting to see how they continue to build and Tros and are still around. The tros are still around and they have a new coach, which is gonna be interesting. We yeah. saw we've seen that program build from rock bottom, yeah, to then where their coach last year took them, and now she decided to move on. Oh gosh. My brain has been just garbage with names today. Uh, <laughs> Rachel Wentz. Wenzel. Wenzel, Wenzel. Right? Yes. Wenzel. Coach Wentz?
2: Wenzel, I think is Wenzel. I think is Wenzel.
1: <sighs> Whatever it is, she would, did a great job of building the program. Can Coach Eccles take them to the next step? So I think those are the different things to look at. And then you have the Aberdeen boys with Coach Brooks in his second year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you take that next step with them as well, which is getting to the playoffs? So lots of fun to come up with basketball. We'll have more next week, as well as the season starts to get underway. And hopefully, maybe, maybe we'll get a coach on. That would be cool. Maybe. Maybe I kind of wanted to do that this week, but then I didn't. (laughs) We've had stuff. I'm also working on my basketball broadcast schedule, so look for that to come out on KWK's Facebook page as well. To
2: wrap up the show?
1: Yes. Can we do mailbag? Mailbag? We haven't done mailbag for ages. The mailbag. Yes, the the mailbag. Send Send us us your stuff in a mailbag. mailbag. Daniel yes
2: we all have cars
1: yep what we all get gas i have the same car
2: twice if you ever go to a gas station yeah first of all has this ever happened to you because the question hinges on this okay you put your card in the reader all right and then it says see cashier i hate (laughs) that it's
0: the worst do you do uh
1: try again okay I So you wait the thing. until the transaction times out and then yes, you try again. absolutely. Do not go inside. If I have to, if it doesn't it twice, then I'll try to move to a different spot. Okay. Yeah. Who
2: goes inside? Andrew, what do you do?
0: Same thing. Try again, <laughs> then move to a different pump.
2: Yep. I leave. <laughs> if it pops up. See, cashier, I'm like, you know
1: what? There's like 40 gas stations I can go to. You are very different than me. Yeah, uh, Angel says, find a different gas station. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but most of the time when I go to get gas...
0: <laughs> Dude, if I have gas to get to another gas I station? Can't,
1: I don't think I can make <laughs> it to another spot.
0: Actually, <laughs>
2: <laughs> This is, since I usually ride with you out here. Yeah. You've seen I this happen. I think the previous two weeks you said... Hey, if we don't stop for gas, we're not going to make it to Andrew's house.
0: (laughs) It's true.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Today, I looked over at your gas tank, and I was like, that's way closer to F than it is to E, which is an accomplishment. Bizarre,
1: right? But amazing. Like You
2: really planned ahead this week. Good job.
1: I I mean, I feel good. I don't think I planned it all. It just worked out. Uh, Francis says, gas station etiquette is the worst. Not going inside ever. He's the Ron Swanson at Home Depot attendant. Sorry, I know more than you. Yeah. That happened in Parks and Rec. Ron Swanson went to a Lowe's, I think it was.
2: Or was it Home Depot? One of the employees came up and said, Hey, can I help you with anything? And Ron just said, I know more than you. And And he he moved moved on.
0: (laughs) You
1: know, one time. I don't want to talk to a person.
2: See, this is my thing. You don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to a person. No. If I can help it. Absolutely. So when I go to a gas station and, like, whatever's wrong with my card, like, did I pull it too fast? Did I enter the wrong pin? If it says C cashier, eh, I'll move on.
1: Yeah. I mean, who do they think they are thinking you're going to go to the cashier to get your receipt? Yeah. That's, I mean, I only decide I want a receipt on accident half the time (laughs) and definitely on a whim. Like, when I do say, yeah, I want my receipt, I don't know why I said that and I throw it completely instantly onto my passenger side floor yeah also have you ever been to a home depot and my hat just fell off that was yeah. weird <laughs> um have you ever been to a home depot and you ask them a question and they give you the wrong answer and you know it's wrong
0: yeah and you're like never mind yeah i didn't want to talk to you anyway dude you or guys you've been to a home i have
1: depot the worst you're like
0: hey
2: where can i
1: find
0: this and they're like hey
1: it's kind of somewhere over there i have and the worst like, story it. about this okay So I went to a Home Depot once. (coughs) I needed a three option switch. Okay. You know, like a low, mid, high, off. Or it might have even been less than that. might have just been like low, high, off. Okay. Needed a three option switch. I asked somebody, and he said, we don't have those. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I kept looking because I knew they had them. Yeah. I knew (laughs) it. That dirty liar. You know what was the worst, though? I couldn't find it. (laughs) And then I asked the same guy again. Did you not recognize him? I didn't recognize him. I was like, hey, you know where I could find this switch?" And he's like, I already told you we don't have that. And I was like, I felt mortified. You know what's even worse? (laughs) I found it five minutes later.
0: (laughs) Did you bring it to him?
1: I should have.
0: Yeah, you should have. You didn't?
1: I felt so embarrassed. You I just couldn't, should you know have what been you do like, is-
0: hey, man, this is what I was looking for. I couldn't
1: find him after that. Of course he was going to appear <laughs> okay. when I couldn't find what I was, was looking, looking for. But you
2: have to approach that passive aggressively. <sighs> Be like... Hey, this is the thing I asked you twice about. Uh, no, I couldn't find it. But you have to phrase it in a way like, hey, I'm just trying to be helpful. Yeah. Not I'm trying to shove this in your face, which you are.
1: Yep. But exactly. you're like, hey,
2: just in case anybody else asks, I found it. It's on aisle 45. Yeah. You were wrong twice. Yeah. No, no, you don't say that. But you imply it. Oh, okay. With you're, your uh, passive aggressiveness.
1: You're so much better at passive
2: aggression than I Home like Depot
0: employees are important because they can unlock the things that are locked up. And that's their only purpose. They can
2: also help you find really easy stuff. Oh, like if you walk in there and, the, and you're like, "Hey, where's the Traeger pellets?" We
0: don't we we don't need help finding easy stuff. Hey, Just where's the, the duct, duct tape? Well, you're overestimating <laughs> my intelligence.
2: <laughs> when you ask them about the duct tape, do yeah. they ask you if
1: you're looking for the silver tape or tape made out of ducks? <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that I need to order some more duct tape that is the Oregon State Beaver brand. Okay. Because brand? I want more of that in my life. I mean, logo. You want more Oregon State logo? Or Okay. Yeah, I have some duct tape that's Oregon State logo. Really? It's awesome. Does it cost extra? I don't know, but I want more of it. How much <laughs> is it? Okay.
0: I need more of it in my life. $8 a roll? I'll pay Daniel's for it. feels like I need more beaver tape. Do they yes, make it no for other, tape, do they make it for other
1: schools? I assume so. Okay. I mean, Eugene just buys whatever they want with Nike money, so I'm assuming I'm assuming I'm assuming Jay have duct tape. If I order tar heel tape, is is the adhesive going to be tar? Yes. Cuz I don't think I would want that.
0: It will be tar heel.
1: I mean, hmm. They won't have that number one ranking stick to them for a whole year.
0: So.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that was a low blow. That's okay. Are they going to be better this year? Yeah. Oh, I don't like that answer. Well, they, they played really well their first three games, but they're playing against poopy teams. So, ah. And on that bombshell, that's going to do it for the scrimmage today. Thank yeah. you for listening. Uh, we're excited for basketball season. We're excited that the soccer and football seasons have come to a conclusion with moderate success for our local teams. But we want more want more basketball wrestling coming up yeah is there anything else besides basketball and wrestling in the winter that's it right no it's just no there's more basketball and wrestling that's it right no there's something else there can't be something else what else basketball wrestling boys girls basketball boys girls wrestling hmm what else is there i don't know maybe that's it. it is that the only winter sports i feel like we're missing something
2: do you want volleyball to the show so the, I can
1: look it up? Volleyball was in the fall. Winter. WIA. This is a compelling podcast here. Sports. I accidentally said shorts. Gosh darn it. I don't want shorts. I want sports. sports. Uh, basketball.
2: Hold on a second. Basketball, swim and dive, wrestling, gymnastics, competitive cheer, dance and drill.
1: I thought swimming just got done.
0: Is it? Uh, girls I'm and just looking at the swimming dive is opposite.
1: Oh, that's right. Because you swam in the winter, right? Yeah. Andrew? Oh, okay. So we got swim. Where okay. were you 35 seconds ago when we were asking what the winter sports
0: Seriously. were? Good Lord. God. I was <laughs> working on it.
1: So, for my trusty producer, Andrew, I don't remember when I swam, gross. True, co-host, accurate. My co-host, Daniel, I know more than all the people at Home Depot, Hargrove. And my co-host, Justin, I would rather leave than talk to a person at the gas station, Damoshevitz. Accurate. You've been listening to the scrimmage. I didn't say anything horrible today. What?
0: We're so proud of you. Good job by me.